fallen upon McKean to keep his family fed. His mother had taken to her bed, her forehead burning with fever, lost somewhere between terror and grief. All McKean could get her to do was drink a few sips of water. If he could make a nice soup for her, get her to eat something more. He eyed the bones in the cage again. Each morning, he and his brother spent the hour before dawn searching the bombed-out park and zoo for anything they could scrounge to eat. He carried a burlap sack over his shoulder. All it held was a moldy orange and a handful of cracked seed swept up off the floor of a birdcage. Little Bari had also found a dented can of beans in a rubbish bin. The discovery had brought tears to McKean's eyes. He kept the treasure rolled up inside his little brother's thick sweater. Yesterday, a larger boy with a long knife had stolen his sack, leaving McKean empty-handed when he returned. They'd had nothing to eat that day. But today, they would eat well. Even mother, inshallah, he prayed. McKean entered the cage and dragged Bari with him. Distant gunfire crackled in short spurts, like the scolding claps of angry hands trying to warn them off. McKean took heed. He knew they had to hurry. He didn't want to be out when the sun was up. It would grow too dangerous. He hurried to the pile of bones, dropped his sack, and began shoving the gnawed knuckles and broken shafts inside. Once finished, he tugged the sack closed and stood. Before he could take a step, a voice called in Arabic from nearby. Yala! This way! Over here! McKean ducked and pulled Bari down with him. They hid behind the knee-high cinder block wall that fronted the lion's cage. He hugged his brother, urging him to remain silent as two large shadows passed in front of the lion's cage. Risking a peek, McKean caught a glimpse of two men. One was tall in a khaki military uniform. The other was squat with a round belly dressed in a dark suit. The entrance is hidden behind the zoo clinic, the fat man said as he passed the cage. He huffed and wheezed to keep up with the longer strides of the man in military fatigues. I can only pray we are not too late. McKean spotted the holstered pistol on the taller man's belt and knew it would be death to be found eavesdropping. Bari shivered in his embrace, sensing the danger too. Unfortunately, the men did not go far. The clinic was directly across from their hiding spot. The fat man ignored the twisted main door. Days ago, crowbars had forced the way open. The facility had been cleaned out of drugs and medical supplies. Instead, the heavy figure stepped to a blank wall framed by two columns. McKean could not make out what the man did as he slipped his hand behind one of the columns, but a moment later, a section of the wall swung open. It was a secret door. McKean shifted closer to the bars. Father had read them stories of Ali Baba, Tales of secret caverns and vast stolen treasures hidden in the desert. All he and his brother had found at the zoo were bones and beans. McKean's stomach churned as he imagined a feast fit for the prince of thieves that might wait below. Stay here, the fat man said, ducking through the entrance and down a dark set of stairs. The military man took up a post by the doorway. His palm rested on his pistol. His gaze swung toward their hiding spot. McKean ducked out of sight and held his breath. His heart pounded against his ribs. Had he been spotted? Footsteps approached the cage.
McKean clung tightly to his brother. But a moment later, he heard a match strike and smelled cigarette smoke. The man paced to the front of the cage as if he were the one behind the bars, stalking back and forth like a bored tiger. Bari shook within McKean's embrace. His brother's fingers were clamped hard in his. What if the man should wander into the cage and find them huddled there? It seemed an eternity when a familiar wheezing voice echoed out of the doorway. I have them. The cigarette was dropped and ground out onto the cement just outside the cage door. The military man crossed back to join his companion. The fat man gasped as he spoke. He must have run all the way back up. The incubators were offline, he said. I don't know how long the generators lasted after the power went out. McKean risked a peek through the bars of the...